With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the PHNX Rising Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is Ramon Chavez. I'm super happy to be back. Not only back, back in the studio. Love it. Love it over here. Yeah, where, where were you on Tuesday? I was chilling, dog. I was at the Dodgers game, <sighs> chilling, drinking some beers. Yeah. Why did you go to a Dodgers time? game for? Because I had to. It's a. I, I was. I was such a tourist in LA, you know, because last game we were over there. But yeah, I did all the touristy <laughs> things. Like I was to tell people straight up, I'm like, I'm not from here, man. Like just show me where to go. So anyway, it was fun, but it's more fun being here. I'm with judging you. Guys. you. Thank I'm you, judging thank you. you. Uh, and then of course Owen <laughs> is here in yeah, the house with I'm, us. I'm here. In case you didn't know, Hollywood that Owen with the haircut looking all fresh. I see you. Jesus. And of course, we got the dead man, Deadwin, Edwin in the house. How are you, sir? Good, good. Uh, a productive day. A lot of, a lot to happen. Don't worry. Uh, they don't need to know that I was rushing in here and making sure the show went well. But uh, I'm happy to have you back over there, Mr. Hollywood Dodger fan himself now. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I will say that I, I purposely didn't wear any or buy any Dodgers stuff because I'm not a big fan of the Dodgers. But my girlfriend didn't bring a sweater, and it gets really cold up there. And so she ended up buying a Dodger sweater. So I'm really upset. Oh. So, but, oh. but, yeah, anyway. So, uh, but, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, beautiful stadium over there. But, anyway, we're here to talk about rising. Uh, obviously, not, not a great result last Saturday. But it's a big game week you know with san antonio coming into town and it's going to be a fun time so we're going to talk about that uh owen we're also going to talk about the usl action happening this week and a lot of great uh events oh michael thank you it's really nice thank you michael um and uh yeah some some big games monterey they actually planned their first ever home game uh so that's going to be really yeah fun. maybe it'll go better than their last game which that's, i'm sure we will be touching yeah, we'll, on today we'll talk about that one for sure <laughs> and of course we got to talk some champions league action not only in the european side but also over here uh across the pond in north america some uh, some big results happening yesterday so um but before we do that uh don't forget to like share and subscribe if you're watching us always appreciate you uh commenting if you're watching us right now michael thank you so much for tuning in and everybody else that's on the show right now uh yeah make sure to like share and subscribe it really helps us out here and it helps us reach more rising fans just like you so appreciate that all right so let's go ahead and get started uh, San Antonio is coming into town. They're going to play Rising at Wild Horse Pass. Uh, San Antonio looking pretty good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are. They are. They so, are. Uh, so, yeah, big game coming up. Obviously, Rising did not have the best of games over there. And Carson got beat by LA Galaxy 2 but uh, by the score of 3-0. Um, but uh, there's going to be some lineup changes. That's pretty much confirmed, obviously, with Darnell King getting that red, being suspended for one day, uh, for one game, I mean. And uh, you got a chance to speak to Marcus Epps, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he got some thoughts on who might be the new captain on Saturday's game. Um, you know, Aiden's uh, vocal, um, very hands-on. You know, Darnell is uh, a lead by example, captain as well. And uh, Aiden, he does that with his quality, obviously. We all see his quality as a player. 
but um, he's vocal as well, you know, so it's going to be good. It's going to be a lot of high energy, I feel like, for this game, and we, we're confident um, whether it be Aiden or anyone leading us, you know, it's a, it's a lot of good, good guys in the group, so uh, looking forward to that. So some big news there. Aiden Quinn will be taking the mantle of captain. How are you, how are you feeling about that, Owen? Well, it's the obvious choice, surely, because when you think about it, he took the armband on, on Sunday. Mm. Um, and he was someone that a lot of people were pushing forward as a as a possible option when we were deci- they were deciding who the captain was going to be in the first place. But, yeah, I, I'm intrigued to see how it works because he is a different person to, i mean it's obvious it feels obvious when you say it yeah, a different yeah. person I like it. right but he is he's, he's gonna have a different kind of style out there and mm. I'm, I'm intrigued to see quite how that works from the off okay um I, i'm not saying this as though i'm doubting him because i'm not um and ultimately i think that he has got the respect of a lot of people in that locker room but yeah. i'm just intrigued because it will be different it's a different kind of test mm. um Obviously, filling in for the captaincy is one side of it. Filling in it right back, we're going to have an entirely different discussion on that in a mm. sec. But it's, you know, it, missing Darnell, and we know it's only the one game suspension now. USL did clarify that. It's yesterday. Definitely, it's only one game, despite the fact it was a red for violent conduct. So, mm. yeah, it's it's a test for Rising to see how they, how they perform without their captain, but... I guess that's when we're going to find out how they react to that test. Is anything really going to change with Quinn having the armband? And by that, I mean the fact that uh, Marcus absoluted to it. The, the the way they lead the team is different uh, as far as Darnell King and, and Aiden Quinn. Quinn is the one of the most vocal players I've ever seen. He's always talking. When, whenever there's a dead ball, he's always communicating with either the back line or one of the midfielders. So is anything really going to change with him on the field, or is it just more of like, a, hey, well, Darnell is not here, so might as well just give it to Quinn? Uh, it's We don't really know. And that's almost the problem we've got here, again, is that we're kind of looking in from the outside on this specific issue. Um, there are a lot of things that we can talk to, but on this one, it, it's tougher because mm. quite you, you know we hear a lot of things on the field, but we don't hear everything on the field. Yeah. We definitely don't hear anything inside the locker room. Um, we don't know that kind of side Stadium. of things, right? <laughs> well, maybe we hit a lot in Galaxy Stadium, and I think we all know why. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it wasn't good, let's be honest. Uh, we definitely heard a lot of Joe Farrell in that game. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think there's still a lot to be seen on that. I, d- I don't know how he's going to look as a yeah. starting the cap- as a captain in that game, and I don't know how his teammates are going to react to it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's... It's interesting because it is different and, and and worth noting that Solomon Asante was never the most vocal of captains, really, mm-hmm. was he? Yeah. Um, and Darnell King ne- isn't necessarily either. Um, so it, it's a different kind of captain, yeah. I think. And again, it's just interesting to see how they react to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how that happens. You know, I I, I think maybe some players respect respond better to someone being more vocal instead of just saying hey just keep playing good job whatever and really getting after them so yeah it'll be interesting on saturday for sure now you mentioned the right back right back situation darnell king's not going to be playing is channing chaston still on the mend is he's still still injured injured? yeah he's not going to be available this weekend or he's not expected to be available so what what are we feeling on the the right back situation I mean, the most obvious one is Joey Calistri. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obvious because you'd say, well, Santi's getting closer now to the point where he can start a game. Uh, so, you yeah. know, you're freeing up a spot up there. You'd have Santi and 
well, I mean, I actually know quite what that friend free is going to look like. That's a separate conversation. <laughs> but you'd say that Joey, you can drop Joey back and mm-hmm. try it out that way. Um, but at the same time, when when bringing that up earlier this week, Rick was really close to his chest with that. Um, he he didn't really want to say a lot on it. He, he also though brought up about well, we got a lot of players who can play in different positions. <laughs> we got some really good academy kids. Oh, um, I I don't know. Look, I think the most obvious answer here yeah. is Joey Calistri, but that doesn't mean that he is going to be mm-hmm. the answer. Yeah, no, I I think that's gonna be interesting for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know about him, an academy kid. You really they're gonna bring someone up like that, or is it, I think he's just playing mind games. He's playing you know? games there. Yeah, case, that that one's not gonna happen. Gonna... That one's not gonna happen. But yeah. could it be someone else? That's there, the question. Is there a suggestion of possibly moving Flood to the right back and Bobby to the left back? Is that a possibility that could cross the mind? Mm. I, I it's not the first time I've heard that one put forward. Um, I'm not sure. This is the simple answer. Yeah. Um, I think the risk with that is that you, if you play both of them, then if one of them either gets injured or, you know, yellow card, red card, then you're putting yourself at risk, you know? Mm. Uh, not having anyone else, you just put Manu Madrid over there in the right back spot or something and see what happens. Oh, I would you know? love, I would love to see Manuel Madrid bombing up and down the wing. Yeah, do it. I'm sure that would work <laughs> fantastically. Yeah. Look, Man- Manu has his areas which are positive and that is that he is a physical player, that he generally reads the game all right, that he's decent with the ball at his feet. And none of those things are pacey. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's what I mean. I don't like, think I don't think that's the answer then. So maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll but see. will we? See? I mean, if you want to talk about the defense, we can talk more broadly about the central defense. What exactly is going to happen there? Because James Musa is likely to be back. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. He is likely. Uh, that was the update on Tuesday that he is likely to be back. How do we? Mm-hmm. How do we fit these things together and create a? A system then that has, you know, you've got Joe Farrell, you've got Kevin Lambert has been playing at the back, but do you want to move him? You've got uh, James Musa coming in. You've got Manu Madrid as well. And Haugli's how ready to go. And Haugli's ready to go as well. That was the mm. one I almost forgot that there. Siva's ready to go. Um, oh, Siva man, got his clearance on in, Monday. I don't know. I really don't know. I was thinking about it. I was like, I wouldn't mind. I don't know. Do you think Joey, Joe Farrell needs a but break? What's, what's the easy game this week? I think. I know you're going to say, right, San Antonio is a tough game. Do you really want to start Sievert's professional career with a game against San Antonio? But Sacano Mugs, Tampa Bay are a far better team than their results are showing lately. Yeah. It is a tough week. And he's going to have to feature at some point with that mm. many games stacking up. Mm-hmm. He has to feature. So where where do you first try and edge him in? I think it would be this game. You know? I uh, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, if you see him, I think Farrell needs a break, especially after that game at Galaxy. You saw the frustration. You saw him basically get crossed over by Johnny Perez over there and, and Carson. So I think he needs a break. Get, keep him on the bench. You know, have maybe Musa, you know, uh, Hogley up there and just see what happens, man. Like, let's... It's now or never. There's never going to be a good time, like you're saying. So let's let's just figure it out over there. Um, moving on to the midfield, wh- what are we looking at over here? So let's say Musa Haugli is Lam- Lambert up top. Say he has to the bench. Is that what we're feeling? Quinn Arturo in the middle. I don't know. I really don't like. 
there are so many things swirling around in this one. Yeah. That I don't really know anymore what to point to and <laughs> say, that's the number one lineup. That's the one that I want to well, go Well, we didn't with. think uh, Rick Schantz was going to come out with that lineup on Saturday. Oh, no, we were surprised by it, and it didn't work. Yeah, so it did not I work. prefer <laughs> to not see that again. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> uh, Jet's saying he wants, to, he wants to see the three five two again. That'd be interesting. Could be interesting. Especially now, that Joe, would yeah. set up for a very weird game. I think in this next one, because the thing with the three five two where it kind of works is it works with, I mean, it can work with this because they're quite a pacey team. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it depends, I guess how you employ that three five two, because it's not the most negative. It's not a really negative formation, even if it sounds it because of the way that it releases those wingers and San Antonio are a team that don't possess the ball. Mm-hmm. So you want to be kind of throwing things at them, but they're going to catch you on a counter. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that three-five-two is the answer. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, Musa Hagli, maybe Lambert right in front of them, but still kind of part of that three. You still keep Quinn, Seijas, Rodriguez. And then you have Joey, and uh, you know maybe Flood on the other side. I'd like to say I'd like to see Babu actually instead of Flood, and then maybe just Santi and Hurst, Rapetto Hurst. I don't know, man. I don't of, know. A lot there's of a lot going there. on there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so speaking of Repetto, is it is it time to kind of give someone else a chance? What are, what are we feeling over here? It's a tough one. <laughs> Look at that um, laughing back there. <laughs> it's a tough one because what you get into with strikers is that they do end up in these kind of streaky moments, right? So a guy like Greg Hurst, for example, to me, mm-hmm. you have to leave him in that team because with last weekend accepted, he's on form and... When a striker's on form, yeah. they're going to keep finding goals, typically. That confidence is high. They're taking shots on. I mean, we've seen it in the past. But even like Santi, when he'd go on his streaks of goal scoring last uh, last season, you know, we, mm-hmm. we saw times where he'd take shots on that he probably wouldn't have taken on at other times. Or maybe he would have, but not quite with the same confidence going yeah. into it. And it just finds goals like that. And that's the kind of thing that you end up with with a guy like like Hurst and the kind of form that he's in. And so to me, you have to leave him in that squad. For Repetto, though, mm. then it, it becomes a question of can you have both of them in there at the same time? Because if you can work a formation where both of them are in there yeah. at the same time, it's not like a, a bad thing to not, you know, to have him out there. Uh, the problem comes whereby if you're looking at an either-or situation. To mm. me, that has to be Greg Hurst. Mm. No, I think so as well. Um, even in that loss, I think Hurst was the best player on the field. He set up Repetto for a great chance in the first half. Fortunately, Repetto you know, hit a little bit wide, so you have to keep Hurst in the lineup. I felt like that lineup that was thrown out there on Saturday was to help Repetto, maybe give him a little bit more service, maybe have him and, and uh, Repetto and Hurst connect a little bit through the midfield. So I don't know. Well, to me, maybe it's time to kind of give it a, a change a little bit. Maybe have him come off the bench and do something like that. But we'll see. We'll, well see what happens. Let's have a look at the chat a minute because they're talking about Marcus Epps okay. at the moment. So let's yeah. talk a bit about Marcus Epps, okay? Is it coming up against a former team? Yes. So Michael's correct on that in that He's against a former team. Rick does historically like to play players against their former team. Did score last There's often that kind of, yeah, well, he scored late. Yeah. And off the bench, didn't he? His first shot ever, yeah. (laughs) His first shot of the season, which he scored. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think the form still isn't there for Marcus at the moment. He's and that's... getting better, but not like incrementally better, like uh, like from one game to the other. But I see flashes of it where you could see him kind of feeling the game a little bit more and taking control. And, but then and... there are those flashes where he regresses as well, um, yeah. even within a game whereby you can watch it and think, okay, maybe he's doing a bit better. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's slightly stepped, you know, he's gotten over what we've been talking about all the time. And then the next time what happens, he runs up, gets to a point where he probably should keep pressing on, he cuts back. Yeah. And it's like, so we're back to where we were. Kind of yeah. And look, I, I think that we take some positives maybe, for, oh, we, we were talking about this in Carson, mm-hmm. um, about the fact that we thought, well, he didn't look as noticeably problematic necessarily in that last game. And then we, we quickly threw that away as being, well, <laughs> I suppose if we're doing it by comparison, no one looked good. So, I mean, it, it, yeah, it's... to be fair. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just wonder with that, whereby the idea that Rick wants to play players against their previous team is an absolute. Yeah. Um, it's something that has in, in the past not happened, mm-hmm. even when you'd think it was likely to happen. Um it's yeah. hard. I mean, Bobby in the chat, they're saying yeah, it seems comment. like it's a confidence issue, and I don't think you're necessarily wrong. The problem is, is what do you do? Because if you leave him out there and he's not improving, people are going to get more and more on his back, and yeah. then his confidence is going to get worse. Mm-hmm. But equally, if you take him out, is his confidence going to take a dip as well, as though perhaps there isn't the belief in him or yeah. or just that he's, you know, it's, it's the evidence that you aren't performing. And it's tough. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what is the right direction to go with that, but something has to change. Mm-hmm. And either has to change in apps or it has to change in the lineup going forward. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a tough one. I think the change can be uh, Santi Moore. I think he's been playing a lot better ever since his injury. He came back a little bit more hungry, I feel. And I don't know whether he's, he's trying harder or he's just connecting more. But the the game against Miami, obviously the, the game against New Mexico where he set up uh, Hirsch. And uh, in this last game, he came like, he, like he's playing mad. Like he's trying mm-hmm. to prove something either to himself or to other people where he's he's uh, like just, I don't know, like the, the Santi from the preseason and the first few games is not there anymore. This guy's hungry. He's looking to make a statement. He's looking to score his, uh, his first goal. And make a difference and I, I like that so give him a chance i think he's ready to start is that more of a comment of him off the bench though it's easy to say for example if you come in knowing you got 20 <laughs> minutes it's easy to look hungry for 20 minutes yeah comparative to starting a game when you're told uh, you might have to go all 90 yeah that that's the difference or so that can be yeah. the difference right yeah. the fact that you know that you can just absolutely exhaust yourself in 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then it doesn't matter that's true that's true for sure um let's segue a little bit here because jet brought up a really good topic uh oh, I, I know you're a big fan of rising facebook <laughs> um yeah it can be a good good and bad place but yeah jet says just tell uh apps to stay away from rising facebook and i do want to talk that, about that a little bit because i know i watched a little bit of the the show on tuesday and you brought up the clip where uh you know social media and rick was playing paying attention to it and i think that game showed how maybe a little bit toxic you know, and I'm just going to sugarcoat it here. Rising Facebook is toxic. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's what I mean. Like, I think we just need a quick second to chill out. You know, I think 
honestly, I think, and I'm going to say this straight up, I feel like Rising fans are a little bit spoiled with results because they flock to, and I know you're laughing at me, but I'm just saying, like, as someone that's new to the Facebook group, right, because you've seen it for a while. But here's the other thing, I think, and it's it's interesting. I find it interesting because okay. the way that I look at sport is quite different, I feel, to the way that a lot of you guys do in that yeah. for a lot of you guys, your, your whole thing is you can be mediocre all season, you get to the end of the year, congratulations, you finished mid-table, now it's time for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and... Now, obviously, that isn't what I grew up with. I also didn't grow up with the fact that if you were mediocre, you know, utterly atrocious, you just go, "Oh, well, we'll just lose games because we'll get a, get a higher pick in the draft." Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you you finish bottom, you're gone. Bye. Um, it's it's different. You get relegated, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so I I understand at times there's a sense of urgency. The problem is that at times the frustration doesn't get targeted in the right places. Um. And it also can hop on there too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one bad result. Let, let's keep that into context. The Galaxy result was a bad, bad result yeah. off of a performance that we weren't really happy with. Mm-hmm. So the fact that people are feeling bad is fine. Mm-hmm. It's to be expected. It's the correct reaction when you uh, you know, ultimately feel let down by the team on that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the knee-jerk stuff about stripping the captaincy and some of the yeah, individual that, comments really about individual me. players. Yeah, so I mean, the, the, the captaincy one's the main one. I know we, we talked about this on Tuesday. Okay. It's just nonsense. It's yeah. nonsense. I don't, that, I don't know why really you're talking me. about it. It's just uh, people started going after King and like, well, you know, I, I there was some a comment in particular. I don't know if it was a post or the comment, but it, it said King was never the right choice. I never wanted him to be, a, even from the season, season I said it. Where yeah, was th- his energy? Th- thanks to the keyboard warriors for that. Exactly. We, we all know exactly what they know about the captaincy, which is unfortunately yeah. for them. There not was very someone much. blaming Lunt for the goals, and, and I said, you know what? There, there's 10 other <laughs> that players. One, that one's the funniest that, one. I was just like, I was <laughs> I looking at the guy. I don't even know where to like, begin my, with that one. My guy, did you watch the game? He, first of all, <laughs> Galaxy has to get past 10 men before they get to Lunt. So I don't think it's completely Lunt's fault. But he was like, yeah, Lunt shouldn't be playing. I'm just like, you need to relax. And that's what upset me. About this loss that, relax, it's okay, it's one result, it's a long season, you know, and and ultimately the goal is the playoffs and the championship. This result in the long term of things is not going to impact that. And they, there's the point, right? There's a balance. There is a balance between the knee-jerk kind of stuff that we saw on the weekend and then the kind of stuff, you know, to take another team as an example here. Tampa Bay are in a very poor position off their last few games. Uh, one win in seven games is not Tampa Bay Ravity's form. Um, now, I understand criticism there. I understand a feeling of pressure there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I understand a, a sense of urgency that something has to change. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, Neil Collins has done a lot of wonders there, so I understand that he's, you know, getting them to a couple of finals. It, it buys you time. Yeah. But... I understand with them that there would be more negativity, more frustration. It's a big enough sample. Becomes size. about lashing out almost yeah. at that point, more so than just losing a game badly, admittedly. Mm-hmm. But it's just putting it into perspective, and the perspective is it's not worth stripping a captaincy. It's not worth ripping into individual players too much. Yeah, um, it was a bad team performance. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna if you're gonna get too knee jerk with anyone, really. The answer, to be honest, is probably with Rick. But 
for that because it was a team performance. It was yeah. a bad team performance as a whole. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure that pointing fingers at individuals for that game is the best. Yeah, yeah. No, th- there was too much as a team that, that needed to be fixed that game that, to point fingers individually or that it was one player's fault, especially Darnell. Obviously, what he did, I don't agree with. It was it was a bad thing to do. It was on, on sportsman-like. But ultimately, that didn't dictate the result, uh, in my opinion. And then to Jet's, uh, Jet's comment here, it's like a lot of people who probably haven't played team sports. You can have an opinion if even if you haven't played team sports before. But what bothers we have me, a lot of opinions. They're not necessarily good. But, yeah, uh, but it's just uh, like you're saying. Compare rising situation to Tampa's. It's it's you know that's when I would probably be a little bit more alarmed if Rising was in that situation. That I, I understand early season where it was we had those we'd seen those three games and it was like two and a half bad halves of football mm-hmm. out of three. I, mm-hmm. I, well, yeah, two and a half bad games of football out of three. Yeah, and it was I, I understood that at the time. This one. It was a bad performance. We've all we all kind of ripped on it at the time. Yeah. Um we still ripped down a little bit afterwards, but the key thing is, is that there's now an opportunity on Saturday to put that behind them. And if they can get the result on Saturday, to me that really does draw the line under that. That isn't like one result coming off of a bad run of form. It's one result to correct the fact that you had a poor result in the last game yeah. and you fixed it. You've you've worked out perhaps what was wrong there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Edwin, Edwin, we haven't looped you in on this, but Edwin, can you give us your thoughts on rising Facebook here? Man, <laughs> it's knee jerk. Uh, sometimes it's it's crazy. And as Ramon says, sometimes they need to chill, but sometimes it's just frustrations that, that they have on the club that they mm-hmm. let out at the wrong person, <laughs> as we're talking about, right? Um, and it, it's easy, right, to sit behind the screen and, you know, you can easily say anything, you know, in social media these days. So I think for them, right, it's easy to be frustrated at the club and point out one point your finger at somewhere. Right. I it, It's embarrassing, though, to attack, you know, the captain after one bad performance. Right. It's not like we're talking about he's been a bad captain all year long. The the, <laughs> the players are coming for him and all that. No. Yeah. It's it's, it's just the fact that he had one bad game. He's going to learn from it. And as I told Owen on Tuesday. Right. Um, he's still learning to be a captain. He's still lear- learning to mean what, what it means to be a captain because he used to have Solo here, right? Mm-hmm. And Solo was the guy, and obviously you can learn a lot from Solo, but when you have the badge on yourself, it's it's responsibility that you're not used to. And we see all around the club, uh, all around the world that sometimes it gets to people. But for me, I think King has stepped up in that moment. So yeah. So when it comes to that, you know, it's, it's utter crap. When it comes to the Facebook, it, it's it's the essence of the sport, right? Anywhere you go, I mean, on Twitter, you go on, you hop on Twitter, look up Man City right now. You, you <laughs> can you can see the utter crap that they're saying about Pep Guardiola and the boys, right? Yet they're still probably going to win the league, right? They're going to still do this and this, right? So even at the top levels, even the top European clubs, you're going to see sh- shit posters. You just have to deal with it in in this in this industry in this sport. I do wonder though, and I know like. There's been knee-jerk reactions. It's been a fixture of rising social media for years, right? We've, mm-hmm. we've just kind of gotten used to it by now. But I do wonder if an element of this is also the fact that, especially in that Facebook group, there's a lot of discontent over a lot of off-the-field things as well mm-hmm. that are happening with the club. And I wonder if some of that is spilling over and means that when they have a bad result, they're already in a very negative place. And hence, some of that is getting taken out on the players. And yeah. it's frustration with stuff that's, 
none of the players doing. Um, let's be honest. Yeah, the so Manu Madrid's stuff like over the beer lines long. Yeah, Manu. Why, why is Manu? Come on, Manu, man, get on Come it. on, Manu. Yeah, you know, Manu Madrid has got to. Indo- personally, if he doesn't come and personally serve me a beer on Saturday, I'm gonna be. I need a. a as Michael does, put it, as Michael put it, there. Ticket rep, call me now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate the comments. Thank you, Bobby uh, Jet. Thank you for your comment. Yeah, they didn't mean to say you can have an opinion more so if you played before, you're more understanding. So it's always a good conversation here. But at the end of the day, the players are human. You know, if, if we were analyzed and, and looked at as much as they are, <laughs> those lines are slower than, than mine. That's me. But uh, That's harsh. Yeah, that's, that's harsh. harsh yeah. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, we're all human. Let's be harsh, understanding. Harsh, but just to be clear, yeah. actually, I just want to make sure that one is clarified here. Harsh on Manu. It's it's look at look at CEO. It's not, look uh, we started it's over not here. harsh on the lines. Oh it's harsh God. on Manu. Gotta see Anguiano over there and the the carne asada fries. Oh my God. Uh, things are sent, sends a lack of progress. Uh, Epps not replacing solo well. Repetto struggling. King and more not to form. All wins last month, but many were last minute. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's not wrong, um, but it's there's still an element of. Some of those results I thought were perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, the LA Galaxy two win, the win against them yeah. here was perfectly fine in my book. And Miami FC, yeah, it took a wonder strike, but it wasn't the worst result in the yeah. world. Yeah. Um, Played I, a lot I better know. in the second half during that game. In the second half, yeah, yeah. So yeah, big game coming up on Saturday. If you haven't yet, make sure to purchase your ticket. We're gonna be there, obviously. Doing a live post game over there. Uh, I hear it might be someone's last game as well. Oh, what? so uh. Please direct all beer money to the press box. Tell because, Manu uh, to hook up uh, Edwin. Yeah. <laughs> We're fully expecting Manuel Madrid to come up to the press box on top and just hand over a... Just, I don't know. What do you want a bottle of? Uh, Estrella Jalisco? Oh, no. I was, think, I, was, I was thinking he was going to ask for something harder. A little harder. I mean, okay. No, you know, you got to... Straight tequila? There we go. Yeah. So Edwin will hey. be on top of the press box doing straight tequila. It is, oh, it um, is Cinco de Mayo, so we got to do something like that. Is he so. going to drink today? No. Oh my god it's terrible <laughs> all right y'all let's take a quick break let's talk about ogs so if you guys haven't yet our friends at ogs um have some amazing scratch made thc gummies um if you haven't yet make sure to stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch made thc gummies from our friends at ogs they just announced their new mini ogs which is a three milligram microdose option for those not wanting to dive right into their regular 10 milligram option you can try their tropical flavor in either sativa or indica strains these are available now exclusively at Zen Leaf locations through May 11th. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG Brands has to offer, go to OG brand, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find an OGs near you. No one, you'll be happy to know I tried some OGs over there. Did in you? LA. Did you? They're pretty fun. Good time. Ooh. Yeah, I know Michaela always talks about, you know, taking it before she goes to bed, but... You know, I tried it as well. Got some really good sleep. So recommend it for sure. So, yeah, if you guys haven't, some OGs brands. That sounds sarcastic, Edwin. Come on, man. I'm sure that wasn't the only thing, though, in LA that was giving you some good sleep. Well, what was that? Whoa, what does that mean? Oh, man. Oh, you know what was going, giving me good sleep? Owen's haircut, man. Look at that stuff. Like, he just keeps going like this just so people can notice it. I'm telling you. Hollywood Owen, man. It's different. All right. <laughs> Owen doesn't know what to what, say. What we, I don't know where this is even going now. Right. All back right. on track. 
Let's talk about San Antonio. Let's talk about. I'm talking about this match. All right, let's talk about San. Antonio. I was talking about the match on Sunday. Let's uh, okay. Let's <laughs> let's talk some San Antonio. They're really good. They haven't. They haven't. Uh, the only uh, loss they've had is against Rising. So uh, other than that, seven and zero. So yeah. uh, pretty good. Um, they ever since they lost to Rising, they defeated your favorite team, the Defeaters. Defeaters kicks. There you go. They there beat them three to one in the U.S. Open Cup. Beat Orange County one to zero. Paso Austin FC, one of the best teams in MLS. They defeated them as well in U.S. Open Cup play. New Mexico and our very good friends at Monterey Bay did not do as well as we hoped. <laughs> no, not in the slightest. Six to zero, <laughs> which Rising could have lost I... <laughs> as well if we were being fair to Galaxy <laughs> on Saturday. So on Sunday, I mean, so fourteen to two goal difference ever since they lost to Rising. Uh, five clean sheets uh, during the season. Jordan Farr, put, um, goalkeeper of the year, you thinking? Maybe? Um, and then now they're going to play after rising, they're going to play Houston Dynamo in the U.S. Open Cup. So pretty good. Pretty good team. Yeah. Uh, so on that topic, we've been talking about how they did after. Uh, we did also get a bit from Marcus on kind of how they've changed since, since rising last faced them. Um, yeah, I know there's been slight formation change. Um They've had a couple good results since then. You know, they'll be flying high. They're high energy. We know what we're going to get from them. Um, as a group from us, it kind of helps because we know what to expect from them. Um, we know what to tidy up with us and, and look for in them. So it's just we're excited, and it should be a good one. I like uh, Marcus's uh, enthusiasm there. He's I think he's looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It's another good team to play against um, in terms of, you know, an actual good team. And there's going to be no shortage of them over the next week. Um, mm-hmm. Gets you up for a game slightly more than it is to, say, play against a Valley United or even an LA Galaxy 2. It's easy to get up yeah. for a game when you're playing someone that's big that you think coming off of that win, you'll have proven something about yourselves. And I yeah. think that if Rising can get the win on Saturday, mm-hmm. given how San Antonio has been playing... That will prove something about this team because at that point, they'll be the only team to have beaten them. And not only will they have beaten them, they'll have done the double over them. So this is a really big Mm -hmm. chance for Rising to really kind of set that mark down after having some some struggles of various parts of the season and say, no, this is still Phoenix Rising. We still get these results. We're still going to be there up at the very top come the end of the year because when we play teams like San Antonio... We get results. Yeah. That's what this means. And I think that as a team, they're really going to be up for this one. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big measuring stick, uh, especially at home, trying to rebound from that loss. Uh, if if they win, I think this is this will give me a, a lot more confidence heading towards kind of like the middle you know, uh, of the season because they, you can see that they get up for the big games. You know, maybe against the Galaxy 2, you know, maybe, you know, a little bit of lower, you know, in the standings teams that like you'll they kind of play up to that opposition kind of level. And so I don't know. It's it's we'll see how they respond now if they they tie or they lose a close one. I'll probably kind of feel the same way. But if they have another performance like they had on Sunday, it's going to be really tough for me to advocate for them, especially heading into a week playing Sacramento, Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, and then Louisville a little bit later on. So yeah, now there are of course changes to uh, what how they looked the last time that we last time that we saw San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, to be clear, so they have made some a little bit of a tweak in the midfield. That's one of the things we've seen more than anything. When you talk about the slight formational change, 
It is mostly that kind of way that midfield is working. Um, but that is because of players coming back. Now, San Antonio have had some real injury struggles this year. This year. Um, from from what I gather, it's they, they're going hard in training every week. They're going really hard in training every week. And sometimes that catches up with you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what's happened is you've had guys like David Luera still uh, hasn't, he didn't feature last weekend. Mm. Not sure if he'll be available this weekend yeah. or not. I not unfortunately don't have any insight yeah. on that. However, we've seen guys like PC come back. We've seen guys like Justin Dillon come back. Those are two pretty big uh parts of their squad um you know pc is a, a major attacking player he, he can change the game in a big way in that final third and, and justin Dillon is is also a, a good striker can up i top. ask a dumb question yeah is that his actual name pc yeah no no it isn't because i'm um, here looking him up and yeah that's all i get are PC. you looking so yeah so it's <laughs> i just i just typed it into, into my laptop just for everyone who obviously can't see my laptop screen to go like what is pc's full name so i just typed pc and i've now got a lot of computers there yeah, college there. As, <laughs> but um no he's not he's brazilian okay. and uh, that's his uh the name he goes got by it, so he, he goes by pc uh, and again, I type PC San Antonio, and I'm just getting more confused. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll answer. get there eventually. Hang yeah. on, I got it. Uh, it's Victor Giro. Gotcha. But he just prefers the PC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's commonly known as PC. Gotcha. And okay. That's what he goes by. And that's what he yeah. acquired his nickname due to his resemblance to a fellow youth player. Mm. And the, those are the initials of the fellow youth player. Wow. Okay. Well, that's one way to get a name. It's awesome. weird okay, one. well, back back to your an- analysis. Sorry about that. <laughs> I was really curious about it. But yeah, I mean, PC's been doing this for a while in this league. Um, we know what he's capable of, and, and Justin Dillon's not one to sniff mm. at either. There are some other good players in there as well. I mean, one of the things to note about that win, and we should talk, I think, about that win over Monterey Bay. It's the most recent time we've seen him playing. So 39% possession, you score six goals. Yeah. Yes, there's formational change here, but this San Antonio team is fundamentally the same team. Okay, it is a team that will be defense first, will catch you, and do it very, very well. Mm-hmm. They're more of a structured team than a team that are just going to come at you with everything and, and throw yeah. the kitchen sink at you. They're happy to wait back. And yeah, just catch on the yeah. counter, which is of course the way that historically has been the way to beat Phoenix Rising. Mm. So. Whenever you play a team that's able to do that and do it competently, it's always a concern because, again, Rising commits a lot of numbers. Now, will we see something different, perhaps, that kind of 3-5-2? Because, as as we've said in the past, Rick seems to be... He's maturing as a coach. He's said that himself, effectively, and that's seeing that you can still maintain the same philosophy while doing things slightly different, that you don't have to... You know, it's not a binary choice between doing things identically and throwing everything out. That there is that kind of middle ground where you can just make tweaks. Um, do we see a change to counter that? I, it's possible, highly possible. Um, but you know, they, that that's the kind of thing that they six goals. I believe it was six different goal scorers. In fact, it was indeed Elliot Collier, PC Dominic Hernandez, Mitchell Tainter, Justin Dillon, and Jordan Iambila. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, six different goal scorers on there. That tells you something. Yeah. That really does tell you something. Now, some other things from that one, Mo Abu, uh, just to be clear, very good crosser of the ball in that game, especially he attempted five crosses. All five were successful. And Shannon Gomez, uh, was a big chance creator off the bench for them and got one assist in, in the process of that. So 
yeah, I, I'm interested to see this. I'm intrigued to see how it changes. Of course, they only named, just as a sign of the injury problems they've had, they only named six players to the bench in that game. That was a home mm. game. So that's a weird one. Now, Monterey Bay had even less players to name to the bench, but we'll <laughs> gloss over that. They were ready to run, basically, the entire game. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see how that goes. Yeah. No, uh, the one I'm looking at here is that Elliot Coll- uh, Collier, uh, their leading scorer, four, four goals, uh, had four attempts at goal against Monterey. So, you know, he's he's their big uh, striker this season, obviously, with David Luar on, on the men, not on, on the yeah. team. So, And the thing that we, we kind of uh, have spoken about in the past is that we didn't see this as a team that would run up the score against people, mm-hmm. um, that would. They're a kind of team that edge out one goal wins. You know, they win 1-0, they win 2-1. They completely flipped that on its head. And they, they had 27 shots in that game. Yeah. So from what I gather, they, they just didn't seem that clinical. And they yeah. still scored six goals. Mm-hmm. So, look, it's Monterey Bay. You've got to take it with a pinch of salt because Monterey Bay, of course, have struggled coming into this season. They've only got one win. Um, but it... It was a, a really, really dominant, really quite direct, yes, mm-hmm. but just, you know, as a team like that, if if they're capable of doing that, can execute it well, then, hey, it's yeah. it's clearly working for them. Yeah, no, they grind out their, their wins for sure. I mean, if we're really going to look at a game, New Mexico the week before, again, 1-0. Um, if we're not talking about the U.S. Open Cup, beat El Paso 1-0, Orange County 1-0. So... They're only going to score, you know, maybe one or two goals if you're facing if they're facing uh, good opposition. So, you know, we'll take the Monterey Bay with the grain of salt. Obviously, they missed a lot of their their shots on uh, when they were attempted at target. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Rising has what it takes. They they proven it proven it already at the beginning of the season. So, but it is a, a different San Antonio team, you know, with the with those injuries, uh, injured players coming back and, and reinforcing their their team. So we'll see. We'll see if they fill out. Uh, a full 18, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's it's Amon's a tough one. I mean, even back when Rising were playing them, they, they did name, I believe, a full bench for that game. But the game before, they had two goalkeepers on the bench. Mm. That was the kind of a you know situation they were in. Now, of course, they can't name two goalkeepers to the bench now because they've only got two goalkeepers. The one of them left, didn't he? Right before retired, yeah. right before yeah, the Rising played keeper, them. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that that that's a big change, but I, I don't know. I think they are struggling with the depth. That's definitely something that Rising can hopefully exploit. Mm-hmm. Because Rising, to its credit, has depth. Okay? There are guys on the bench, well, not on the bench, who, who could be on the bench. Yeah. Could be able to get some minutes at least. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what happens on Sunday for sure. But definitely a must win for Rising. Um, A lot of good games on the schedule uh, for this week. A, a, little, a bit of a weird week, right? Because a lot of teams in the USL are playing midweek. Uh, for example, we had three games, four games actually yesterday. Uh, Louisville four zero over Atlanta. Uh, Miami and Legion tied up. Uh, El Paso coming up three mm. three one over Tulsa, mm. and then Sacramento and New Mexico United tied at zero. So there was of course a red card in there as well. The El Paso, um, yeah, yeah. Saw that one. There's actually a game ongoing right now. Is it the Colorado? Colorado yeah, I didn't RGB? realize that. I didn't realize that. Right, come on. Live betting. Let's have a look. Looking at DraftKings. How are we doing? DraftKings odds. You wanna you wanna do the read while I get the uh get yeah. the old thing up? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, if you guys haven't, uh, make sure to download DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Of course, with the NBA playoffs and USL in full in full effect, you can uh, have nonstop betting with the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 
Uh, this week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Um, right now, all customers can place a same-game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. So that's a really good uh, promotion there. So if you guys haven't yet, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You do have to be 21 and over to gamble. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. So, at the moment, the score is nil-nil. Colorado mm-hmm. Springs switchbacks nil. RGV nil. So, at the moment, look, just looking at the money line, it is minus 105 on Colorado Springs, plus 180 for a draw, or plus 425 for RGV. Ah, man. Is, is Colorado at home? It's in, yeah. It's way at Colorado Springs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would take Colorado at home for sure. Are you? So, yeah. It's, ooh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they don't usually tie their games. They either win them or yeah. have the one loss. So, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Charleston Battery against Memphis. Uh, Memphis been playing okay, not not too bad. They've not been too bad. They're yeah. uh, they play on that pitch, um, <laughs> which I don't really know how to describe. Um, it's not the best, is it? Yeah. Their home field there, but it, look, they've been doing all right. And and Charleston, you you'd have thought Charleston have. Had some struggles. They're kind of a weird team. Um, they lost the course to Birmingham Legion. Um, they yeah, got a draw against Luke City, which is great results. But some of the other games they've had have been pretty atrocious. Um, yeah. They got, you know, well and truly handled by San Diego. Mm-hmm. Vegas Lights went there and got a result. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta 2, scoring four goals in that match against Charleston Battery. I, I know there was a red card, but... I don't know. To me, in that game, that that's one for Memphis to take. And I think that if they want to be a competitor, which the way they've started the season, they have the chance to be, bearing in mind that they've got a game in hand, right? So yeah. Friday night, if they win, Memphis win, Friday night they could be as high as third or fourth in the league table. Um, probably fourth, but... Because of that game in hand is where they'd be sitting. And and even then, they'd be one point behind second. So it's it's a chance for them in this early season to to really kind of cement their position up there higher in the league, um, which is, of course, we didn't expect them to do particularly well last year. And they kind of shocked a little bit. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll... Uh... We'll see with that one. See what happens tomorrow. It's never easy to travel away. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, and, and in this league particularly, that can be the case. Uh, it's not necessarily for the intimidating atmospheres because you don't necessarily see that a lot in this league mm. at a lot of these clubs. But but even just the travel, the travel takes it out on you a lot. Um, yeah. And a lot of players, if you chat to them, they, they're not from the US. They tell you straight up that is the thing that's, that's often hardest is that they don't really appreciate especially ones from europe for example right they don't appreciate that a standard league game you're hopping on a plane and traveling two hours because back home that would be like oh oh we're in like a european game if we're like you know you're going to another country if you're traveling that far yeah Um, but anyway just to just to add in the odds on that for memphis if you want to go with memphis plus 145 oh not bad that's not bad get that colorado memphis parlay see if it hits 
Should be pretty good. Uh, Saturday, Hartford uh, hosting Loudon. Loudon have come back to earth, you know. Come back to earth. Come back to reality almost <laughs> for them. They, uh, yeah, we'll see if they can continue at least in the middle of the pack, right? Pittsburgh against Birmingham Legion. That's a big game for me mm-hmm. uh, because Birmingham Legion is starting to to get a couple of results. Um, and Pittsburgh, of course, as well, another team that are up there typically. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. El Paso, um, LA, that should be fun. Monterey Bay, they were going to be hosting their first ever game. Las Vegas, not an now easy Monterey pass. Bay, yeah, that's not an easy one necessarily for their first home game. But yeah. uh, to get a home game now, is it's, they've been traveling for a while. It's nice for them to actually be able to mm-hmm. play at home. Yeah, no, very, very long time traveling. That's That must uh, be pretty wary for them. For I, sure. You know what interests me? New Mexico, San Diego as well. Yeah, don't know. That one should be. I think there's a a chance of an upset there in terms of New Mexico getting the result. San Diego could could slip out there. I think San Diego should be the favorite going in, um, mm-hmm. in my mind. But you never know, and you never know away from home. You never know on a weird pitch away from home. Which yeah. again, New Mexico, Albuquerque, it's not the best of pitches. It's, it's another baseball stadium, yeah. so they're not always the best. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of lot of scope there for that. Orange County, Oakland Roots, yeah. uh, bottom of the table, basically at the in the Western Conference. So uh, maybe you know get, getting a result during this game will help them out a little bit. And then on Sunday, you have Red Bulls, the Baby Bulls, the Baby go, Bulls uh, against Sacramento. That that's kind of like a mean scheduling thing because Sacramento has to play Sunday, and then three days later, I mean they're at home, granted, but they're uh, they're having to play against uh, Rising. So. We'll see. We'll see if that uh, see if that impacts them because I mean they played yesterday as well. Mm -hmm. They played against New Mexico yesterday. Uh, So the travel can get to you. The quick succession of games can definitely get to you. I mean they're Um, going to New York and they're traveling back. They're going to New Jersey. New Jersey. Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then they've got when's their next game? They've got the weekend after off. So. Rising is the last game in that kind of tough week for them. I think the players will be like, look, we need a break. <laughs> Let's just well, you never know. Yeah. You never know. They could be. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But definitely a fun week in USL action. And it was definitely a fun week in Champions League action. So, Edwin, I'm going to get you in here real quick because I know you love La Champions, even though Barcelona is not there. And, I mean, they weren't really missed, right? So. Yeah, the um, Concacaf Champions League, the real Champions League, <laughs> the real Champions League. So yeah, we'll start. We'll start with the uh, the Concacaf one really quick. Yeah. Uh, oop, Colorado just went up. Michael. Oh, I should have put the bet. Should have put on the, the bet. We told you. Oh, um, there was a, there were really good odds on um, halftime. Who was in the lead at halftime? <laughs> and I think that's that ch- that chance has now gone. Unfortunately, right. Right, gotta put them up. Gotta put them in. Yeah. And also. Uh, Cruz Asumas, <laughs> Michael says. <laughs> but yeah, so Seattle Sanders yesterday beat Pumas uh, from uh, Mexico City 3-0. to zero. I called it. Pumas has not been playing good in the league, in the league IMX. And uh, Sanders, you know, they're the Sounders, man. They're going to they're gonna get the results. So in the, in the era of home and away Champions League games, uh, Seattle Sanders is the first MLS team to win that competition. Uh, so props to them. It was a long time coming for MLS. So what, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, MLS about that? hasn't won that tournament since two thousand. Yeah. Um. So 
You know, I mean, Sounders are going to upset Liverpool or Real Madrid. Gonna club upset club. Real Madrid. I can't wait. I can't wait Liverpool. to see. I genuinely can't wait now to see some actual MLS fan come out and say that and say, well, I know that it's true because they beat them in the international elite champions, very important preseason trophy. And therefore, that that's even, a sign that they can do it. In when's re- the for Club real World life. Cup in December? I'm assuming it can't because the actual World Cup's in December. That's what I mean. So they're probably going to play it what January, February. Uh, I I actually don't know when so, the next Club World Cup is. The well, they keep Cup. saying they're going to, and they keep them pulling yeah, it off, and no one really knows what so is going on. Twenty four, whatever. Um, hang on a minute. I might be able to get as an answer quickly now. Yeah, but my my uh, comment was going to say was going to be that they're going to be in, in full preseason mode, which is yeah. the excuse that MLS teams use because in typically. During the Champions League stages, that's when they're coming into their preseason. So, you know, whenever they get beat by a Liga MX team or, you know, a Central American team, that's the excuse that they get. Well, it's preseason. They haven't played. But now they're really going to be in preseason. Cause... <laughs> so so just to be clear on this. Uh-oh. So I, I went and just had a quick Google to see. And I'll read you this from the New York Times. Okay, let's see it. One prize for Seattle's CONCACAF Champions League title was a chance to face some of the world's best clubs. When are those games... No clues, one of one FIFA official said. <laughs> so, no idea. Maybe they'll have a Club World Cup. Maybe they won't. Maybe it'll happen eventually. Who knows? Yeah. I, I like those games, but it's they can be hit and miss. Uh, Tigres from Liga MX, they, they gave up a, a good fight against uh, Bayern Munich a few. few uh, and then, yeah. And then Monterey, the, the year before that, uh, fought Liverpool pretty well. I... I and here's the thing: I don't think Liverpool and Bayern were really taking those games seriously, yeah. but it's good to see Liga MX in an actual competitive or official match. And well, it, it's kind of so. that problem with MLS as well, in that it might fall outside of their actual season, um, and that yeah. really kind of makes things weird, especially if, especially with the way that MLS's season works. Right? Let's be clear here: if and now it, it it isn't the case this year because obviously the actual World Cup is being played, mm-hmm. but say if it was in that traditional December kind of spot. They could have finished playing a month earlier. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I think the scheduling stuff is, is always crazy, especially with the MLS calendar. It's always going to get in the way of, you know, everything else in the world. So Yeah, by the end of the day, Pumas let down the Mexican side. Uh, hey, man, shout out to the Seattle fans. They packed uh, Lumen Stadium, 67,068, I think. They did. Well, it's a final. If you can't sell out a final, what are you doing? That's exactly. That's, I, yeah, you got to sell it out. I, Pumas lost the, the tie in Mexico. When, yeah. they, when you left that 2 2. I mean, Ruff's kind of helped them out there on those two uh, yeah, Seattle goals. But... But... <laughs> it's an interesting one. There's a whole discussion over whether that kind of thing and, and what we were talking about, something that's obviously a foul in the penalty area and how we use VAR <laughs> and how you look into things like something that could be obviously a foul, but that traditionally you don't give penalties for. But technically, it should be a foul. And does VAR intervene there? And it, it's a real complicated kind of discussion. Yeah. And those penalties, right, Were they was there contact there? Yes. Was there, you know, would it probably, if that was on the halfway line, would you yeah. call it a foul? Plausibly. Yeah. Would you typically point to the spot for it? No, but now you've got I, video I always to feel like it. if you look at it enough times in slow motion, you're going to find something. Like, and, and that's just my opinion. But it, like you're saying, if you... If you mark something in the in the box but not in the middle of the field, what's the purpose of it? You know, and so it's it's different. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, but yeah, Bobby says Sierra A uh, are coming to the states in the summer. That's the only tourney that will matter. Sorry, MLS. 
Good results for U.S. soccer this year, but a long way to go. And here's the thing about U.S. soccer. They beat Mexico in every competition during the last year. Yeah. Insane. Insane run for the U.S. So good, good stuff going on there. Uh, hopping over to Europe, Liverpool uh, beat Villarreal. Uh, uh-oh. Do we need... Oh, boy. Need, the light's gone out again, guys. Do we, do we need uh, Edwin Cam again? Someone, someone needs to, someone needs to start paying this electricity in here. We're almost guys. done. Come they on. cut us out. It's like the Oscars. Oh, oh man, we've got you. literally five minutes to go. Oh my God! Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Bobby Sorry. And, and Scott and everybody in the chat. Uh, <laughs> it takes guys, a minute, but I'll uh, talk about Europe Champions League. Don't worry about it. Well, you can hear us at least, so yeah. we're gonna keep talking. It's a conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, credit Madrid. You know, as a Barca kind of guy, it's, it sucks to see the the Real Madrid, but they've been feisty this year. They is this like some yeah. mystic thing with Real Madrid now where you can't count them out? You can't count them out. That's this yeah. Real Madrid. You know who else you can't count out? Manuel Madrid. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. We're going to bring up the name. I'm going to have to interject with that one. But look, yeah, it was a crazy game yesterday, wasn't it? Let's be <laughs> oh, honest. Like, it put it on late in the game and you just think, oh, surely like <laughs> that first goal goes in. The first goal goes in. The board goes up for six. Those were their and first two think, shots of the game. Yeah. There you go. Owen Cam. Oh, Whoa. hi. It's me. Oh. <laughs> I, thought we're, I thought we were doing a Wayne's World uh, zoom in thing. Wow. That was a bit weird. Um, I'm not really Whoa. sure how to react to that. Okay. We'll stay on um, Cam for now. Sean is coming. Watch out, fellas. <laughs> someone, do a, someone do a super it's chat. It's okay. So the, the, the camera's going to come back on, and one of us two between me and Ramon is going to have gone. Whoa. Uh, we're pretty sure that it'll so be Sean who has done as such. Oh, look, we're back. Yeah, so wrap it up here. Yeah, Real Madrid's <laughs> insane, man. Like, Rodrigo, Benzema. I don't know. They got some sort of thing going on in this Champions League, man. I think the Liverpool. The Brazilians, man. The Brazilians. Everyone has counted Vinicius. out. Everyone counted out Rodrigo early on. Everyone counted out Vinicius. And I always said, they just need time to develop, and they'll be good. And look at what when you let talent develop, look. They showed up at the biggest moment, and it's the reason why they're going to Paris to lose to Liverpool. Oh, no. I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. Not at all. You know what happens last time, right? So, that was Karis. All right. So, that was just a world-class. Yeah, Salah has to watch out. No no Ramos this time to to kick him off. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, Owen, oh, who are you taking? Liverpool, Real Madrid? Oh. Put you on the spot. You know what I'm going to take? I don't care. Gareth Bale's going to Cardiff City. I think Gareth Bell is going to score it, uh, and like not care. And he's going to go golfing after the game. Uh, like, <laughs> he doesn't care at all anymore. Another, another screamer like the last one. Mm-hmm. The last exactly. Champions League final. Yeah. Had. Real yeah. Madrid. Let's go. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. May 28th. That's Champions League final. So make sure to, um, I think uh, Rising plays at Hartford that day. So uh, yeah. definitely a busy day with soccer. Um, all right, y'all. That kind of wraps it up. Any last thoughts, Edwin? Uh, my final studio show. My oh, final indeed. Why you got to say it like studio. that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, hate to be a somber mood and all that, but I wanted to shout out all the people behind the scenes. Obviously, our intern who got the camera. <laughs> Thank you, sir. For going on. Appreciate you. Appreciate Jacob, all the people who helped me out, you know, produce and especially in studio. Thank you. And thank you. You know, all, all, all the people in the chat made the studio shows fun because as Ram- Ramon will say, Edwin's always laughing. Yeah, I'm laughing behind the computer. At your chat, so shout out to you, Scotts, the Jets, the Michaels, all of you guys in the chat. Thanks yeah, wait, where's, where's Phoenix Rising Nation tonight? I don't know. You didn't want to come. Where's Justin last... tonight? Where are the? 
Where's the party gone? Man, no. man they want to show up for your last day. Uh, I don't know. It's all right. They're, they're going to be here for the game. Yeah, that's my that's what matters. That's go. what matters. There you go. Appreciate and again, that. remember, if you have any spare change and would like to give it to the Edwin Beer Fund. Let us know. I'm hearing drop that a, he drop is in available. The super chat. <laughs> yeah. we, can, we can use it. All right, y'all. Well, that is it for us tonight. Oh, Jet. Nice. Appreciate you. Yeah, uh, yeah that is it. Permanent for Deadwin. <laughs> Uh, that's it for tonight's show, y'all. We will be back on Saturday at Wild Horse Pass. Wild Horse Pass. Sorry. Hi, I'm going to say that again one more time. Oh, my God. No. Uh, for our live postgame show, so make sure to catch us then as well. And remember, of course, we've got a Twitter account. Is the Yeah, yeah we've got, we got a little plug for this one today, oh, actually. We've got a little graphic to plug this. All right. There we go. Thank you, Bobby. Bobby, when I saw it, I was like, double the underscore, double the fun. That's right. That's the model. PHNX underscore underscore rising. Make sure to follow it if you guys haven't yet, for sure. And hey, Bobby, thank you so much for that graphic. Appreciate you, for sure. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back on Saturday after the game. For make, make sure to join us for our live postgame show. Until then, be well, be safe, and we will see you next time.